If you own a business, you know how difficult it can be to get new clients. But what if you had your own sales team? BNI Somerset invites you to join us on Thursday, September 23rd to learn about how BNI Somerset provides a positive, supportive, and structured environment for the development and exchange of quality business referrals. Struggling to find more paying clients or want to take your business to the next level? Our group of business owners have passed hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of business to one another. Want to know how we did it? On Thursday, September 23rd at 8 a.m., we're hosting an event on Zoom where we show you exactly how B&I Somerset generated client after client for one another and how you could begin to apply the same simple steps to your business too. The reality is, it's not who you know, it's who knows you. B&I Somerset is incredible for building your personal brand and ensuring you are known. Join Somerset B&I's Visitor Day on Thursday, September 23rd at 8 a.m. via Zoom. All are welcome. For more info, visit BNIWNE.com backslash CT-Northern-Somerset-BNI. Businesses thrive by changing when the world changes, and the world is changing. BNI Somerset can make sure you don't get left behind. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, Oliver Chris Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, share, or just let the people know about Keys to the City as well. Or you can check out Clovercrest Media or the Podcaster Joe on Twitter or on Facebook at the Podcaster Joe or Joseph McGuire on Facebook. Oh boy, oh boy. Yeah, it's me and Ted. Wearing the shirt, Joe is wearing the hoodie, surprisingly, right now. It was a rough, rough night for not just Big Blue football, but the New York Yankees. A rough night overall for New York sports fans, and that's how we're going to be discussing. That's what we're going to be talking about all day today is the Thursday night that, well, wish it never happened. But what do we have to say about this game? What, what, what can we say? Gut-wrenching, heart-wrenching, heartbreaking. I'm just going to say, not surprising. And I laugh because it's not its not a funny laugh. It's, it's, it's actually not a funny-ass like laugh. Smart. This is, a, this is a, a, a smart-ass laugh because that's what it's become. And we'll talk about the New York Yankees in a little while. But we're going to talk about the NFL and the New York football giants because, well— by last night's actions, last night's play, it doesn't surprise me. It really doesn't. I see people saying, look, oh, I hate this team. Look, here's one thing that I'll never say. I do not hate the New York Giants. They are my – I am a diehard sports fan. They are my favorite sports team in all the sports. I love a lot of sports teams, but this is my number one team. This is my ride-or-die team. I'm not going to say I hate them. I'm just going to be disappointed because this was a golden opportunity for the New York football giants to showcase their talent, showcase the the team that we were hoping to see on the field this coming season with all the new weapons. Well, there were good, there were some positives, but there was more negatives. 
And I see people just saying, oh, here we go again. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's what it's become. It's not a shock. It's not a surprising to me. I got some stats for you. So I know how people have been writing all the Giants records since 2016 since or 2017, 18 and 48 overall. The worst record in football. That's a 2.273 winning percentage. I'll go even a step further. Since their Super Bowl record, their overall record, or Super Bowl championship, I should say, they were 57 and 89. So that's not a good, but that, that, that just shows where the New York Giants have been. And we got to also take into consideration, guys, that we've seen this before. We've seen this over the past couple of years. We've seen it from our own kicker who has broken our hearts in Graham Gano. We've seen this on Thursday night last year against the Philadelphia Eagles, against the Dallas Cowboys. This is just an ongoing uh, situation that has just been occurring for the New York football giants. This is what we have become. And I was talking to my daddy. He always says, Mickey Mantle don't pay your rent. You're right. They don't. These guys don't pay my rent at all. But it's about the satisfaction of seeing the New York Giants win a football game. And to see them literally celebrate and then take it from me or all of us, it literally was on display last night. So, guys, I know that everybody's been mocking us, laughing at us, because we have become one of the laughing stocks of the NFL the past five years for good reason. But my question is, should we really be surprised of the outcome of last night's game? I'll start with you, Ted. No. I mean, yes and no. You watch the game and you have hope because there was a lot of positives. I thought for the most part, our offense line through pass protection was fairly good. Considering that this defensive line was supposed to be the, you know, the steel curtain. I mean, they're supposed to be me joking out there. And for the most part, they did their part through pass protection. Now, I did realize they couldn't run the ball. But like you said, it was just, I think I'll, I'll just read an article while you were kind of BSing. And it was more from Jordan Renan and just said, another way for the Giants to have heartbreak and, and just miss opportunities. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing. Because, you know, Daniel Jones, for the most part, he didn't play a great game, but he played a really good game. There, hold on one second. Of course, a video would be playing of the New York Giants as I'm talking to you, and it's getting Darius Slayton dropping the ball. Thank you very much. That would happen. I mean, that's the missed opportunity. I just wrote this down last night, and, I, and of course, it bothers me. And I know we'll get into it more, dude. Holding on the long run. So let's get break that down. Beautiful call. That's what me and Joe and you kind of have talked about for the past two years. Dear, um. Daniel Jones has really good athleticism. I mean, he pulled away from people. I don't know if that should have been holding. I thought he had – it was good blocking. You know, I mean, you could go either way. It's it's one of those judgment calls. But that's minus four points right there because we did settle for a field goal. So that's four points off the board. Then later in the game, we had two back-to-back -back false starts, which took us out of field goal range, which we end up having a punt. So that's minus three. And Gano, I mean, he's unbelievable. But, Trev, you and me have talked about it before. You got to score touchdowns and not kick field goals. I know Gano was unbelievable. Last night, I mean, you see, he kicks it. He's like, he walks off the field like Steph Curry shooting a three. He knows it's good. Then the offsides on the field at the end of the game, we know that. That's another three points. Um, and then the drop pass for the touchdown on Darius Slayton. That's another four points. We lost. In total, we lost 11 points last night. So we should have won by double digits. That's just Giants football. As a Giant fan, when you say hate, are you going to watch the game next week? 
Yeah, you probably will. So don't say you hate them. Because if you hate them, you never watch the Giants. Burn all your stuff, get rid of your stuff, stop talking. You just, you're upset. Like anything else in life, you get very upset because there's such a passion about this team. Trev, I agree with you. Somebody asked me that day, what would you, what would you, if you had to choose one, what would you rather have, college football or NFL football? And I couldn't answer. But I think if I had to pick a team, and you know me, I'm a huge Florida Gator fan. I take the Giants every day because I, I'm at work last night and I'm, I'm baffled. I'm like hitting the desk. I'm like yelling at myself because I, it's just, I'm not surprised. This is what the Giants are. This, this, I, I'm 34 years. Dad's only 63 years old. This is who the New York Giants are. They find ways to lose like no other. There's, you can talk about the Jets. They lose it, but they just get blown out. No one loses like the Giants. From the game in San Francisco in 1998 or whatever it was, 2000, we still go. We botch the snap. We, I mean, we fought Minnesota in 1996 with an onside kick. The at the onside kick. I mean, in the wild card game, we find we lose like no other, and it's just very disheartening because you do see progress. Another thing, and I'll end with this, so Joe can talk about his thing. Is we have an issue with our defense right now. I know it's only two weeks. But with Teddy Bridgewater and Taylor Heineke dominating the last two weeks, throwing for over 300 yards, that's an issue that we'll have to figure out. Joe, what's your takes away takeaways from this game? And I mean, honestly, I, are you are you surprised by this? No, you know it's it's funny. Last night, um, I was I was watching the game, but I was also doing a, a remote recording with a guy who actually does some odds making. And when the Giants got the ball back and, and, and kicked the field goal to go back ahead, um, leading up to them kicking the field goal, I said to him, oh, boy, I've seen this a million times. They're going to kick a field goal, and they're going to lose this thing in the last second. And he said to me, I got the Giants, and you're good. They're going to win the game. And I was like, no, I'm telling you, this has been repeated a lot since 2017. This team finds a way to get a lead late in the game or within the last four or five minutes of a game and then just hands it over. They cannot finish. They don't know how to finish. But I saw a lot of positives from this game. First and foremost, one three and out the entire evening for the New York Giants offense. That's very exciting. Now, you said they couldn't run the ball. That's true. Overall final numbers, 163 yards on the ground. Average 5.8 yards per carry. Again, you look at Saquon's numbers, 13 for 57. 41 came on one run, so averaging 4.4. It looks good on paper. At the end of the day, it wasn't the run game still obviously a real big issue for the Giants. But, listen, having a great quarterback like Daniel Jones, and there I said it, uh, this guy's really good, and if he had an offensive line around him, I really think that you'd be seeing uh, some really amazing things. Here's what I'm tired of hearing, though, is Joe Judge's mouth about anything because there's zero discipline on this team. Whatever the Joe Judge pro, whatever that, e whatever that even is, it's not working. I'm glad you okay. brought that up, Joe, because he, he spoke about we're going to be a discipline team, we're going to do the right thing. And this team, they they make mistakes constantly. Stupid mistakes. You know, he talked about discipline, Trevor. We talked about in the preseason. You know, is he too hard on the players, making them run laps or mistakes? Well, Joe, it ain't working, Joe. 
Yeah, it's it's not it is not penetrating with these guys. Eleven penalties, eighty-one yards. You already mentioned Dexter Lawrence's bonehead play. Uh, four for twelve on third down, one out of three in the red zone. This is not this is not a disciplined team. So they need to run more laps. They also, you know what? They won the time of possession. When was the last time you saw that happen? I mean, look, they, they the Giants did everything they do to win a game, and they had the opponent they usually beat, and then they pulled the Giants like they were playing anybody else, and they found a way to lose. I'm, I'm, it's, it's, you're right. They pulled the New York football Giants. I got some more stats. You talked about Saquon. So nine of his 13 carries – he was hit within one yard or behind the line of scrimmage. So the offensive line, yes, Daniel Jones, like I had 163 or 165 yards of rushing, but a lot of that came from Daniel Jones and the RPO, keeping the ball, zone read type things. And and that's that's what I like to see. Get your quarterback who is athletic in this league, one of the athletic quarterbacks in this league, get him the ball, let him use his legs, one of his strengths. And then also – so we talk about not surprised. Well, the Giants have started 0-2 eight of the nice eight of the last nine seasons. Since it feels like it's been 20 years in a row. No other team has more than four 0-2 starts. Wait, eight so of nine years? Eight of the last nine seasons, the New York Giants. I wrote this down. I have that's the stats. Nice. That is this is where the New York football giants are. And here's what I'm getting all confused is. As they praise Daniel Jones. They talk a lot about Daniel Jones, that we love this kid. He, we're all in on him. Well, when are we going to actually see him do Daniel Jones things? And I'm talking about in the sense of when are we going to let it loose with him? They're, it's very conservative in these first couple weeks that we've seen. Kenny Galladay, you already saw him starting to show frustration. Kadarius Tony went on social media last night. You traded back. When you had the chance to take maybe a, a soon-to-be maybe all-pro left guard, left tackle, and Rashawn Slater, a possible franchise-altering change in decision and making another and drafting a quarterback in Justin Fields, I know it wasn't going to happen. You could even take in a guy like Michael Parsons, who could have been an outstanding defensive linebacker and a, a big presence in this defense. But no, you traded back, okay? You, because we listened to the fans. Maybe the Giants should trade back because the fans know all nowadays. And what did they do? They trade back. And they trade uh, took a guy in an, a do-it-all type, all-purpose player, Kadarius Tony. Well, Kadarius Tony hasn't been seen in two games, and he's already voicing his displeasure. This is just, are we on the verge of seeing this really, really blow up in the New York Giants? Because we're looking at a division that, yes, they're 0-2. It's still a very winnable division. And we've known this for years now. The Dallas Cowboys have their question marks. The Philadelphia Eagles, I know they're 1-0, but still – we have to see them prove it this week in a huge game against the 49ers. And then Washington, they have a lot of question marks. Their defense doesn't look as great as we all thought. And the Giants are just the New York Giants sitting there in a golden opportunity to win a football game in which you were the better team for most of that game. But you made a guy in Taylor Heineke, and this is where I don't cap, is that you want to say you're all in a Daniel Jones. Well, Taylor Heineke threw the ball 46 times. He threw the ball 12 more times than Daniel Jones last night. Teddy Bridgewater, they took chances with Teddy Bridgewater. We're still seeing Daniel Jones as this conservative guy right now because the New York Giants say a lot of talking, but the actions don't speak for itself. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I hate the New York Giants. I'm done with this team. 
I'm just going to sit here and say, I'm not surprised, guys. I'm really not because well, this is what the New York football giants have been since the Super Bowl, their last Super Bowl appearance and their last Super Bowl win. This is what it's been. A lot of opportunity, a lot of hope. But in the end, it's a lot of heartbreak. And another one just showed last night. Golden opportunity staring in them in the face. They had the game in hand, literally. And what do they do? They pull the New York Giants. And that's why the Rowan 2 sitting there. And now we might be talking about, I mean, yes, you get to play the Atlanta Falcons, who are much not, be- who are not much better than you guys. A very winnable game. But with the way this season's going, this could have been a huge, huge play for the for the season. A, a tough season, a tough stretch that's going to be coming. Yeah. And to see this right now, I'm not surprised, guys. It's you know what this is? This is last right. night proved for the Giants that the season's already over. And you're going to be like, what are you talking about? There's 30 teams out of 372 teams since 1990 have made the playoffs. That's 8% when you start 0-2. Here's the other thing. That's a division game. So that counts as a game and a half. Plus, Washington would have been 0-2 at home the first two weeks. That's really putting them in the hole. You know, and, and here's the thing. You win the game, so now you're 1-1. One one. You get 10 days off before you play the Atlanta Falcons. You win that, now you're 2-1. Now you build momentum. That's what last night's loss, you could see it after the game, after the field goal. It felt more like a playoff game, the atmosphere, and then the celebration when Washington won. And you, I watched the Giants. The Giants, like, walked up. They were defeated last night. Like, we gave everything. I know we screwed up. We should have won, and we blew it, and we lost. Joe, my only thing with Daniel Jones is, and I have no problem. I thought Daniel Jones, last night was probably the best game I've seen Daniel Jones play in his career. Well, let's let's also well, take into consideration that it is well, Washington, and he always does. Yeah, but Washington's it. defense is supposed to be elite. Well, yeah, I mean, really, cut this guy some slack, Trev. But, Jesus but Christ, what do you want him to do? But my thing is this: a lot of gotta do it against the Bucks and the Chiefs. Is that is that it? No. Here's my thing: I think it's more based on Jason Garrett. I think it's more based on Jason Garrett. Oh, big time. Because uh, you know, I'm watching some of the shows and just trying to get where the guys know, where they're more into the system, where they know more. And they're like, you watch the first 15 plays of the game last night, and you're like, whoo, Jason Garrett, we got something cooking here. And then then we went back to the old Giants. You know, oh my God, um, where people are. I get a phone call. It's always when I'm doing a show um, where you're dinking and dunking the same passes. They're not stretching the field. Majority of their throws last night were under 15 yards. Even Troy Aikman spoke about it last night. But this is my thing, and I said it before the show. If you have full trust in your quarterback, right, after that pick, when you get the ball to 25, Joe, you said it too. Chad Henney, when it was like fourth and one to, with the backup quarterback, you throw like a first down five-yard slant, five-yard out route, Set the tone, right? So now it's second and five. Keep the clock running so they still have to use a timeout. You haven't run the ball all night. And if you are going to run the ball, let's run a read option where we were, where we did the best last night, and then we're, that's where we got majority of the yards. It wasn't hand the ball to Saquon. Uh, Saquon's uh, not 100%. You could see it last night. He's not 100%. He's closer to 85% than he is 100%. You could see it in his cuts, his ability just to make moves. I know there's not many holes. Still thinks he, I still think he dances too much. But first down, throw a slant, throw an out route. Let's get a five yards. Let's set up second and five. Then let's run the ball. Maybe pick up two or three yards. And then third down, set up third and short where it's manageable, where you know, you're like, all right, even if you're full short, fourth and inches, and maybe you may think Joe Judge maybe goes for a, a quarterback sneak to end the game and then kick the field goal. I, that's my thing. I still think when the Giants have an opportunity, 
I look at the teams around the league, and I'm like, Joe Burrow, Kyle Murray, Justin Herbert. I'm like, these you see these teams, they have confidence in their quarterback, even when you know that he's going to complete the pass. And my thing about Daniel Jones is I still think he misses some throws. Last night, the third down throw, what I was talking about when we are going in, he throws it behind Shepard. Shepard can't catch the ball. He completes it, even though we're short for fourth down, Washington has to use the timeout, which means they would have had no timeouts on that last drive, which I think the Giants would have been able to hold them enough where they would not have been able to kick the field goal in that situation. He's got to make the throws when they count. Joe, you always said it. It's not about the, the regular throws. It's the ones in the fourth quarter or in down in two minutes when they mean the most. And I think he misses too many passes. I know you could say, hey, listen, we dropped the pass. We had an offside. Don't blame it on Daniel. I'm not blaming Daniel Jones. I'm just talking. There's miscues, and there's missed opportunities. And then when you add in the discipline errors that the Giants have, that's why you lose games like this. Good teams don't lose games like this. Bad teams find ways to lose. And that's the difference right now with the New York Giants and everyone else that we play. Because I don't care about anyone else, about the Bengals, the Packers, the Falcons. I care about the New York Giants and how they perform. I will say this, and I'll end it on this. I thought the Giants at least looked much more competitive and looked better from week one when they got slapped around against the Denver Broncos. Eli Manning had 27 comeback victories in the fourth quarter in his career. And that's why people who who watched all of Eli Manning's games – know exactly what you're talking about Ted that it's it's not it's not just hitting passes it's hitting the ones that matter in in the big moments and that's why the guys got two super bowls and it's got nothing to do with the defense it really doesn't here's here's another thing you get the ball back with 2 minutes and 16 seconds on the clock right you've got a quarterback who's more Lamar Jackson than he is Tom Brady You've got a that. running game that's been going nowhere. You run four plays, kick a field goal, go up two, give Washington the ball back with two minutes. Now, that is to suggest, Ted, that Joe Judge has more faith in a defense, which at that point had allowed 400 yards of offense to a back backup quarterback. Back-to-back back weeks. And 27 points. So Jason Garrett and Joe Judge decided to put the hands in, in, in the, the game in the hands of a defense that had clearly not been up to task all night. You have a quarterback who can do special things. And he played if really Chad well. Henney can do special things for the Chiefs, I think they, they, you got to start using this kid. You got to start winning games, not for nothing. I, I'm telling you, the second they kicked that field goal, I knew it. I knew it was over. There was way too when much time. First, listen, when the first kick went up, I was looking for the flag. I didn't even react. I was like, oh, there it is. Got it. Perfect. Here we go. <laughs> Finish my drink so they can bang it home. And it's, I mean, this was, I mean, literally like I, I was like having deja vu as I pictured exactly how it was going to happen momentarily. And it all lived up to the misery that we're, that we're used to at this point. This is now, and here's the, here's something you guys maybe don't know. Teddy, you might be more aware of this 
I'm sure your dad is. Dude, back in the old days, the Giants sucked for a long time. Oh, awful. Like after, after oh, the they- 50s, the Giants were like such an embarrassment for about 25 years. Yeah, they were about, literally, yeah. literally until LT showed up. Listen, this they franchise were flying airplanes over the stadium to fire the, 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 the ownership and the coaches. That's how bad the Giants were. Even the three years when they played at Yale Bowl during the mid-70s. Oh no, Joe! I know. Listen, this is the this is the Giants' story. For a Giant fan, you shouldn't be surprised, but you should be upset because we have high expectations. I mean, I'm I mean, obviously, I'm upset with the performance because of the way they lost. I mean, I'd rather almost see them lose like the way they did to Denver. This, this hurts more than last week. Yes, Trent, yeah, I agree. Course. This I, hurts more. I'd rather see them lose to, like to Denver than a game like this, a division game as well, and to lose play sixty minutes like the way they did, literally lose on. The minute between why it's all out there, the Giants were awful. Haha. <laughs> but here's yeah. the thing. Well, hopefully DJ kind of helps us break it up. Maybe you just but need guys he, with initials. Here's initial. the problem. This, as good as Daniel Jones plays, it's not going to matter if this team continues to lose. Because Joe, you talked about this with Herbert as a rookie. You know when we, were, I was really high on him. You got to win games, and you got to find a way to win games, and you got to make those throws. Like if you watch Herbert last week in the fourth quarter. I know his line was stifling the Washington defense, but he made all the big-time throws. And Daniel Jones got to make those throws. I told the trap, even on Darius Slayton's play, right, and everyone will say, hey, listen, Darius Slayton should have caught the ball. Even he said that he should have caught it. He said he should have dove. But he, our, my dad used to say this, don't always try to make the perfect pass. Just throw it to him. Even if he falls down, he catches the ball at the three. Do you know he had the second most separation since 2017 on a drop pass? It was like – 17.8 yards. Yeah, you know, that was the difference. Just roll into the end. Like, that's almost, that's I was, it was a great throw, know. and he should have caught it. You're an NFL player. You're supposed to make those plays. But just throw him the ball. Like, literally, if he falls down at the three, he can roll sideways into the end zone. I'd rather have him just catch the ball and then walk in. Just And the, that's just the thing. It's miscues. It's missed opportunities. Daniel Jones is good, but if they don't start winning, listen, guys. It doesn't matter what Daniel Jones' numbers. He played really good last night. Maybe not great enough, and maybe he's got to play better because he's got to overcome some of the miscues on this team and how bad they are. That's what great players do. We're going to be looking at a clean slate next year. It's going to be Word document, blank document, start from scratch, from top to bottom. GM, and here's the thing. You hire a new GM, is he going to want Joe Judge as your coach? Because you know how that goes. GM wants his own coach, wants his own personnel in there. So Joe Judge will be on a short waist then again. And then it, it, you know the domino effect, Trev. You know, Joe, what I'm talking about. And and we're going to have to figure out what Barkley is, guys. We're, oh, we can't always blame the offense line. Eventually it's going to fall on Barkley. What is going to happen with him? And and the Muse Cues, Trev, we've talked about it over and over with draft picks. It's you got Kadiris Tony. He has two catches for minus two yards. And two NFL games. You drafted a wide receiver in the first round, use them. But I didn't understand why we took them anyways when you had Shepard, Slayton, and Galladay. Not a bad three with Rudolph and Ingram. And Ingram is like a wide receiver anyways. So there you go. It's just, hey, the, I'm same, done. It's just, the, it's just the same old Giants. And I'm not going to sit here and bitch and moan because we've seen it over the years that this is what the New York Giants have been. This is why they've been one of the worst teams for quite some time now. And I know I haven't seen, I haven't shown a lot of emotion 
it's just I'm not surprised, ladies and gentlemen, and, and all Giant fans shouldn't be surprised because this is what it's become as being a New York Giant fan. Like, we have high expectations, and because we are New York fans, and it is New York, and we have high expectations for all of our teams, but we specifically as Giant fans, we're hoping to see, okay, last year coming in, okay, maybe all we needed, I wanted to identify a culture, and we felt like that was going in the right direction with Joe Judge. Now it feels like we're season two with this, and we're going backwards in the sense of the undisciplined, the actions, the play, the miss, the drops. Just it just feels like it's going backwards again. And this was a huge, huge game for the New York Giants. I know it was already only week two, but this was for the taking. And to see them have that taken by them because of their problems, their issues. Well, the consequences were shown last night. That's why the New York Giants now are 0-2 and got to wait 10 more days for their next opponent. Before we get what? All I'm saying is Joe Judge's press conference are getting annoying. Stop giving me the same BS. Trev, he's starting to sound like your buddy Aaron Boone. Well, I'm glad you brought up Aaron Boone, but before we talk about the New York Yankees, we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back, and then we'll be talking about another disappointing performance in the New York sports with the New York Yankees. It's been a pretty wet summer in Connecticut, and that means more mosquitoes than ever. If you didn't have your home service for mosquito control and find you're spending most of your time outside sweating those little pests, you are in luck. Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut provides the best value in mosquito control services because of how they treat your yard using the Mosquito Shield tailored treatment system. They don't use a fixed schedule or an identical product one-size-fits-all service program because you can't control mosquitoes on a set number of sprays or visits. Unlike the competition, Mosquito Shield of Central Connecticut will service you for this season whatever it takes to provide superior results. This promise has awarded them an industry-leading consumer retention rating of 90%. Visit MosquitoShieldCT.com to schedule an appointment with Wade the Cesare and enjoy the rest of your summer mosquito free and we are back and like i said that was mosquito shield i know that the season's coming to an end in the northern states but for next year if you're trying to get prepared for it because we know how the mosquitoes are deadly up in the north i hated when mosquitoes would come around the summertime it ruined my night at times but if you do go check them out tell them that you referred to keys to the city speaking of New York Blues. Well, there was another New York team that, well, blew an opportunity, and that was against the awesome Baltimore Orioles. No, I'm not talking about, I'm just kidding around, guys. The team that's 45 games back in the ALE standings. The once again, the New York Yankees showing why this season has been a roller coaster and a half, and it's continuing again as we get into, well, less than about 15 games left in the season and now they are currently slated at fourth place between the blue jays and the red sox and the yankees it's only a half a game between who's going to the wild card game and who's going to be watching that wild card i don't know what to make of it after this series guys it's very simple what is next for this New York Yankees team this is this is a t- an opportunity i keep saying the word opportunity because these are games that we have to take care of. Can't be losing to the Baltimore freaking Orioles. There's a reason why they're the worst team in baseball. Yeah. And we are making them, and we're giving them opportunities to win baseball games. Now, I'm sorry to Oriole fans, but you're not a good baseball team. 
You no, they know. They know. Trust, trust me, they know because there's more Yankee fans in the state. Especially, hey, especially when your, your pitcher has a career high in strikeouts last night, too, and pitched really well. You done? Thank you. Anyways, so Jordan Montgomery, yes, had an incredible, his best performance to date, 12 Ks. And what do the Yankees do? Well, we only scored two runs because that's the New York Yankees for you. No, they we can't take advantage of the great pitching. No, we just got to sit back and play conservative like the New York football giants were last night as well. So this is what is next for the New York Yankees, a really big opportunity for them going against the Cleveland Indians. And we have to take care of these games because – we got. I'm looking at the schedule right now. There's 15 games left, and right now we are currently slated to face the Cleveland Indians, remaining home games, the Texas Rangers, who is one of the worst teams as well, and the, well, the Rays, who have already wrapped up the AL East. And then we finish up with three or six massive games on the road against the two teams that are in front of you currently in the Toronto Blue Jays and the Boston Red Sox. Joe, I'll start with you on this. What's next for this New York Yankees team? And what are you hoping to see in these final 15 games of this season? Consistency. Just any sort of consistency. I mean, look, uh, Johnny Lasagna is back. So Luizaga uh, should be back within a day or two. He you was throwing. Johnny uh, Lasagna? Yeah, Johnny Lasagna. You don't know Johnny Lasagna? I love I that love guy. I love Lasagna, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, Luizaga will be a big boost to that bullpen because, listen. Clay Holmes, uh, you know, going for his first career save, was that an ideal situation to be in anyway? I mean, nobody felt good about that, right? You were holding your breath in as the wild pitch was uncorked because you figured something like that could probably happen. Uh, you wouldn't expect that otherwise. Here's here's the other thing, and I don't know why the, the, the Yankees don't haven't done this, but, you know, all the talk about defense – not for nothing. Be a good spot to have Kyle Agasioka behind the plate in, wouldn't it? That'd send him out for the ninth inning in a game like that. I, I it, it occurs to me that, and it's funny, you know, you you alluded to the two and how delusional these two coaches are, Judge and uh, and Boone, where you know you get the same thing from Booney every night. Now you got to do better. Oh, oh, God, yeah, that's brilliant. Did your dad teach you that? You nitwit. Really? We got to play better? We got to do better? It's the same It's the same garbage every night. You know what Joe Judge is going to say? couple of tweaks and we're good to go. That's what he always says. And we all know it's not true. Joe, but did the you problem see the is, No, I, I didn't because I, I, I don't know if I could. I, I watched one earlier in the week, and I don't know if I could stomach any more of his foolishness. It took him 144 games of evaluating Glaber Torres to decide I should move him out of there. And we were saying that. I mean, what, you, you, you're like two weeks away from the end, dude. How much more time do you need? I don't know. You know, if it's, I don't sometimes, know if it's, sometimes when people in like their late 60s get divorced, they've been married. I'm like, what? what's the point? You, you missed all the golden years. Just stay with that miserable person. There's no reason to go. I don't get it. It must be a New York thing because um, you see with the Giants, it seems like they're not using, utilizing Kadarius Tony to his strengths. They're not utilizing Kenny Galladay to his strengths. And the New York Yankees, we've been talking about it for a while now. They just don't know how to use, utilize their younger talent. And we ha and they have had some great younger talent that we've been hearing for years now. 
and then they go MIA. They, they that's just how it is now for the New York Yankees. Glaber Torres just add him to the list of many great young talent, uh, younger talent pool that we've had and that we've talked about for so many years that all oh, the Yankees, they're uh, they're prospects. Oh, they're one of the best farm systems in baseball. Well, just don't even say that anymore because screw the farm system. The Yankees are just like, what's the next big guy I could get on the market? That's all I want. We want names. We don't care about you. We don't want to get these younger players better and perform better. No, we will do it again. I mean, you know, their heads, the Yankees had a, 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 a clear and present opening in center field. And they have a tremendous five-tool, 21-year-old named Esteban Florio. Well, Ronald Acuna Jr. is the same age. I think Soto's still younger than Florio is, for crying out loud. Play the guy. It seems to work everywhere else. Something tells me, honestly, if you put Davey Garcia in a big league game right now, he would probably pitch more to the skills that we know he has and less to the misery of AAA where he's been banished to despite pitching well in spring training. It's been a miserable year. He's pitching like a like a six-and-a-half ERA. Yeah. I mean, the Yankees time and time again, just like the Giants with, with, with uh, I almost called him Eli, with, uh, with, with DJ, no faith. No faith in Miguel Andujar, you ruined him. Gary Sanchez, you ruined him. Glaber, you ruined him. Frazier, walking around with vertigo at this point. Severino, name a guy. Name a guy that you didn't develop right. It's all of them. They've, they've overused their bullpen. She asked them last night, who's the, Joe, who's the, the lady for the Yankees? Who, uh, Morakovic. Yep. She asked, she asked Aaron Boone. That's when I had to turn it off after. She's like, you know, you know, kind of breaking his stones, but ask him like, you know, what's going on with the bullpen? Do you think you overusing your bullpen, you know, has kind of cost you some games? Oh no, we haven't overused the bullpen. What? Dude. I mean, this is, we, do you know what this bullpen needs? Tanyan Sturts and Brian Bruni. <laughs> I need two guys that could go about 97 appearances and uh, are going to pitch like four times a week because that's what's going on right now. Just, it's exhausting to watch. It's it's very disheartening. And, and it's funny because when she asked him that, Boone like chicken back like, how dare you ask him that? No, he's like, no, we just got to play better and, 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 you know, and execute. And I'm like, well, you had two pass balls. I mean, the guy had a single, what was it, a single or a walk, and then two pass balls we score. I'm like, one I know was a little high, tough for Sanchez to catch. But, you know, when you got one knee on the ground, it's hard. I still don't understand this defensive thing where the catcher's knee is on the ground. Even A-Rod and other guys have talked about it. your ability, your mobility to go left and right and up and down when your knee's down is a lot harder than being on the, the balls of your toes. Or the yeah, exactly. Balls are you where you're up on your, and you're ready to go and you'll be able to move side to side, especially when you know the ball's wet because you want to keep everything in front of you. I mean, think about how the Yankees lost last night. I mean, that wasn't even a walk off. It was a wild pitch. I mean, what? I mean, you scored two, runs, you scored two runs against the Orioles on two solo shots? I mean, Joey Gallo's hot now. Joey Gallo's hitting the hell out of the ball. I, I, I just, I don't, I don't, I can't comprehend this team. They were. I mean, it's a roller coaster. It's just little things because right when I looked at the stands last night, the Yankees were a half a game 
not a half a game, but there were percentage points in first place in the wild card. It was a three-way tie between Toronto and Boston. You know, and, and at this point in time, every game is crucial. And then I, you know, I look at the, like the Phillies right now. They're scoring 17 runs a game. They're super hot. I, Joe, I was telling Trev when I came home, I'm like, I remember when we did the, I picked the Cardinals to win the division. Now, I know they're not going to win the division. And they were like out of the playoffs like a month ago. They won like 11 out of 12. They just swept the Mets. They're they're in the second wild card. The Padres are half. I mean, in baseball, there's, I you know, we're only following the Yankees half the time, but there's so much more going on. Seeing teams, yeah. And then you look at the Yankees. The inconsistency. They showed it again last night. The roller coast. One four of the last five. Lose tonight. I mean, like we, you just don't know what to expect. We're hoping we're on the good roller coaster. Hopefully, we're going up, going into the next 15 games. Uh, because, mm-hmm. Trev, you said it. The next two series. You have to win at least two out of three. I, I don't know if they're playing three in a row, three, three, you know, with Texas. and the, But you got to win at least four out of six, maybe five out of six to really put yourself – because you know those nine games or whatever, ten games left with Rays, Toronto, and Boston are going to be <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, so they got a six-game home stretch right now. And they're playing against the Cleveland Indians, and they're playing against the Texas Rangers. So you got you got to win four or five out of six. I mean, that's it has with to be the the, with the way the Blue Jays are playing with the way the Red Sox are playing. No win. You can't lose. It's not affordable it, at this point in time of season right now. You can't have losses like this. Well, you the got Indians, Toronto. The Indians are t- look, the Indians, I'm not saying they're, they're bad. They're not the Orioles or the Rangers, but they're not going to the playoffs. You have to take care of this type of a game. You have to take care of this series. You should be winning this. I don't. I'm expecting sweeps. Now I know that's never going. That that just doesn't happen because it's the Yankees. Unless they're on this 13 game winning streak, which we all, which you two thought are the greatest team in the world. I don't know what you guys were thinking, but lay off the peace pipe. So Listen, anyway. you're 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 wrong, and I'll tell you why I you're wrong, wrong and why I'm Ted wrong. and I are right. Here's why Teddy and I are right, and no, why you you're wrong. wrong. You guys are and wrong. you can live in denial all you want. You Fact live. of the matter is, is when healthy, this team is by far the most talented and the best team in baseball. The bullpen's a disaster. It's overworked. It's overused. Yeah, you've been without your number two. And your number three starter for the entire season. And still, here we are. Still capable of reeling off 13 games in a row. So cut that crap out. Because I'll tell you what. It it wouldn't surprise me if the Yankees win out. I mean, literally win out. That's how good this team is. Yeah, and I expect the Giants. That's how ridiculous it is. I mean, I don't know if I go that far. Hold on. The difference is... The Yankees are talented enough to win every single game the rest of the season. The Giants are not. Okay? Plain and simple. But but all that aside, it doesn't it doesn't really matter at this point. I still want to point does. a couple things out. Number well. one, Gary Sanchez had two walks last night. Congratulations. No, 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 no. Don't don't start mocking. Funny story. Your brother just said your brother just said Joey Gallo's been tearing the cover off the ball. Yes, he's now hitting 200 on the button. Nice. Yeah, but he's got like six home runs in the last like 11 games or something. Yeah, no, that's good. It's it's again, I mean, home run or nothing for this guy. <laughs> but here's look, here's the thing. Last hey, Joe, night, it's like life. You either get it all or you get nothing. I don't want it half ass. Last night. It's like there's a high class and a low class. Last night, <laughs> there were only, 
Only four guys in last night's lineup, Gio Urshela, Gary Sanchez, Glaber Torres. I'm sorry, only three guys came in with a lower on-base percentage than the Yankees' selected leadoff hitter, Brett Gardner. I, for the life of me, and look, Brett Gardner's been contributing where he can, but in, in, in September... That guy doesn't need to be hitting leadoff ever. I mean, he, he absolutely doesn't. Hey, and I understand maybe he's got the most, maybe he's got the most leadoff-esque skills. As weird it is as it is, I would take I would take Rizzo in the in the leadoff spot. No, well, he he led off for the Cubs. Remember, Joe Maddon moved him to the yeah, leadoff. I got Joe no problem with that. that. So that you know who else I put in the leadoff? I put in I put Judge at leadoff. On base percentage, 371 for Judge, 345 for Rizzo, even Gallo, 354. Weighs at 360, stands at 359. Joe, Any one of those guys, I would rather you plug that guy in the one hole. Let's I'm stand and hit leadoff. I'm fine with that. Yeah, go, yeah, Not Brett Gardner. Yeah, Brett Gardner doesn't need to get the most at-bats in any night, ever. Have Gary Sanchez leadoff, too. Joe, I, I love your team. Gary's got a 311 on base percentage. It's almost as good as Brett Gardner's is. That's a really sad statement for Gardner. See, I would, so, I would do I, Judge. I, if, if, we had a, if we had a mess around, we were doing fantasy-wise, and we know this ain't realistic, I'd put Judge at the leadoff. Give him the most at-bats because he's your best hitter. Right, he gets on base majority of the time. Get him up, then put DJ at two. Trev, I'm thinking back like dad playing softball. What is now? I know DJ isn't, but what is he really good at? Contact, right? Moving runners over left and right. Put him at number two. That's what your number two hitter is supposed to do. We don't have guys supposed to get on base, get to first and third, and then and the second hitter is supposed to hit the ball the right field, move him over, right? Then you put Stanton at three. No, no. Now you put Rizzo at three because now I don't mind. Uh... Oh. I don't mind breaking him up because uh, Rizzo's oh, a real and hitter. Put Stan, put Stan at four. Mm, and Gallo, Gallo five. Yeah, now we're talking. Sanchez. Now we go back with Sanchez. Great. Here comes, here comes the eight-game losing streak again. I'm sorry. What do you want, Andrew Velasquez back in the lineup, big guy? Get those base. Come on, baby. Hey, yeah, yeah, the guys you, know, you, know what's, you know what's more disheartening is the Yankees could have lost two in a row. Is that you two think If it wasn't for Brett Gardner's little bloop shot. And if you watch that play carefully, Glaber took a huge gamble. If you watch that play, he's already at third base when that ball drops. If that ball is ever caught by the shortstop or the left field, the game is over. He gets thrown out with second double play. Game is over. And we're screaming at Glaber going, you should be checking that first. His gamble worked out, and it was the winning run. But if he was wrong, the the Yankees lose two just in like, a row the last two like games against the Orioles. Just like you guys are both wrong on the Yankees, too. And I'm the only one that's right. You guys got to – Joe, you got to lay off the slaw. And test Yanks you. are going to win 10, 10 games coming down the stretch here. Oh, my God. So get ten off and the five. No, ten and five. Stop being the sushi and the slaw. It's freaking ruin your brain. I'm making the call right now. <laughs> does listen? Does ten wins get them in though? It does. What's it does because the Red Sox pitching. The Red Sox pitching will fail Let's in the final week of the season. Percentage that the Yankees make the playoffs right now with 15 games left with the Blue Jays and the Red Sox both on the schedule and the Rays with them clinching the AL East in hand. Cooper pitches. All their, they have the division guys going. 
So how do you feel with 15 games left? What's the percentage we have the New York Yankees making playoffs? You want me to tell you what ESPN has it at? 51. No. 51%, 76 for the Red Sox, 68 for Toronto. Yeah, they're 51%. I think because the Yankees have a tougher – and now the Yankees – What do we have for a percentage? Well, hold on a minute. I don't think – I just read a great article from Nate Silver where he basically explained that you can't factor in the mystique and the aura of the New York Yankees when you're doing mathematical equations. So that's a thing. They're the New York Yankees. They will find a way and they will make the postseason. And I'm telling you, they will do some damage. Hey, quick question. Jeff, I know you asked me about for percentage. I say 50-50 because that's what the Yankees are this year, 50-50. Up, when they're good, they're good. When they're bad, they're bad. If they don't make the playoffs, Aaron Boone's gone? Yes. 100%. I'm 100% on that, too. If they don't make the playoffs, there's no way he's coming back. And they should fire Joe Judge, too. Let's wait for this. If season. the Yankees don't make the playoffs. <laughs> No, here's the thing. I would like to see. I would like to see. No offense, but even, you know, Trevor, I sent Trevor the article, and Trevor, you watch it. I know we're not going back on the Giants, but I'd like for the Giants to get a more creative offensive coordinator. Someone young, invigorating, somewhere where he's not running the same offense from Madden 05. Like, there's no. Last night was probably the most creativity, and it wasn't that great. Stop running reverses, (sighs) they don't work. You have five receivers in the What a wasted pick. I'm telling you, their scouting department. To think that could have been Rashawn Slater. It could have been anyone, Joe. It could have been anyone. It could have been Justin Fields. It could have been anyone. I don't even know what the picks are 10 through 20 in front of my face, but I'd love to know where these guys, how well these guys are playing 10 through 20 right now. Could have been anyone. Someone would have been better than what – if you're going to take a guy in the first round, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight end, offense line, he should be starting day one, and he should have some type of influence on your offense. He should not have two catches for minus two yards. I don't care if you're throwing him five screens a game. Get him the ball. Find a way. They said it last night. It's not on Daniel – it is on Daniel Jones, but even Tim Tebow was on. Find ways as an offensive coordinator to get people the ball. Great coaches find ways. How can you have all these weapons? You look at other teams. They have all these weapons. How do they find ways to get all these guys the ball? Because I'm telling you, the Giants are going to have a major issue, and the Yankees, they better make the playoffs because I would be every person on that team should be fearful of their job. That goes everyone. Other than Aaron Judge. Listen, uh, uh, I, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more about uh, offensive coordinator, somebody young who understands, you know, what a hybrid guy is and the things you could do with Kadarius Tony. Again, looked on one three and out for the Giants. They had some really great drives. They they won the time of possession. Now he's like you said though, Teddy. He's got to start completing more passes. He's got to start feeding Kenny Galladay the football because Kenny Galladay didn't come there to not catch a ball. You still got to get the ball in the Sterling Shepard's hand. You're very comfortable throwing to that guy, which is fantastic. Slayton, he's got to step up. I mean, big problem there. Um, I think the Giants are going to be all right. I think they're going to end up getting it together later in the season. And I think it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be too little too late. 
by the Giants. Eight You're going to end up, you know, somewhere around seven and ten, and it's going to be a rally to get there, uh, and it's going to be unfortunate. But you know, again, why why go out there and, and waste those waste that pick on something you weren't going to do? You already have so many guys you need to get the football to. Uh, it's just heartbreaking, but it's not surprising. Yeah. We'll see how week two goes in the NFL season. A lot of big games. A lot of teams that are 0-1 right now. Contenders or pretenders. We'll be talking about that next week. Buffalo Bills. Could they start off 0-2 against a tough Miami team? We'll talk about that. The Packers. Can they start off 0-2? How about the Browns? Just a couple teams. The Ravens. You got Lamar versus Patrick Mahomes once again. Are they going to start off 0-2? And, and how about a boy Justin Herbert against the Dallas Cowboys? And you got the Dallas Cowboys. Can they start off 0-2 against the L.A. Chargers and that new-look offensive team so we'll have to see a lot going on in the nfl season plus you got some great college football games you got the whiteout game between penn state versus auburn that's always an instant classic just to see that crowd back and then you get the alabama crimson tide coming into the swamp tomorrow so we'll see what happens oh i know you're paying me trev joe we have a bet i have a bet with three i have a bet with ted and two of my roommates that the florida gators are losing by more than 21 to the crimson tide i'm just saying oh I'm with you there. I uh, I I uh, I also think it's going to happen. I think the game's going to start off slow, Trev, and I think that they're going to be like, <laughs> by the time all is said and done, Alabama's going to blow them out the door. Yeah, it'll be like 42 to like 17. It'll be over. Welcome to the swamp, Bryce Young. Who'd yeah. you play, Miami and Mercer? Who is Miami? Who have you guys played? No. Listen, we were just warming up. We get everyone healthy, ready to go. What's the machine we got, doing? We got two right. anyway. We got two Anyways, quarterbacks. You get me fired up. I'll be talking about my gators like that. I'll be talking about them. Listen, Bro, even Tim Tebow said it's gonna be hot, it's gonna be humid. The know an elephant thousand people. It's gonna you know, be don't you know a little thing? Don't you know an elephant always beats a gator? They just stomp on them. Come on. What? Elephants are scared of gators, bro. Check up. Check, watch National Geographic, bro. The croc. Anyways, we'll see what happens in a much anticipated football Keep weekend. Those baby you elephants, know, right up. Yeah, now wait. Yeah, baby elephants. You're talking about how about the alpha elephants when they just stomp on them? That's exactly what Bama's going to do. Got a young. Hey, listen, we got a young anyway. quarterback. He's not have never played on the road yet. He's going to play in one of the toughest environments It'll in college football. Fine. Ninety. Trevor, you remember what happens to LSU? They talk yeah. about Death Valley, the swamp. You can mm-hmm. get stuck in the mud and you can't go anywhere. It's elephants, their feet go down, stuck, yeah, and remember, now they're gator remember when, Alabama, remember when Alabama does that, when they come into the Death Valley and they beat them by three touchdowns? Yeah, I remember that too. Anyways, we'll be back next week for a much-anticipated recap of week two of the NFL season. We're going to be doing contenders, pretenders. We'll be talking all about that. We'll see what happens. Well, hey, what do you think about maybe doing some pasta dishes? Top five pasta dishes? Because you said it was not. I think we should bring back the. I think we should be. I'm glad you brought it up because I was waiting for you. You're the guy that's going to be doing no, it. I was, thinking like every other, I was thinking like every other week we'll do something. Five, you know, top five pasta oh, dishes. Yeah, we got to start figuring it out. You're the one. Yeah. You're the food guy. So come on. Maybe I'm some manicotti. Post <laughs> law. Anyways, we are going to this city. We'll be doing all that next week. So we'll bring back the food sponsored by Ted Dietz, and we'll be talking more NFL. And we'll see how the Yankees come back after a disappointing performance against the Baltimore Orioles. So we'll see how that goes. A lot happening right now in sports. It's a good time to be a sports fan, ladies and gentlemen. 
We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So comment, like, subscribe, or share. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.